Based on the number you have dialed, you have 20 minutes. Your call is being processed. Thank you. Hey, it's Keith. Oh, hi. Howdy. So it turns out I only have 20 minutes left on this calling card, so I guess this will be a short, okay. <laughs> short update. Man, and just, uh, man, this, like, my batteries were dead in this recorder, and then I bought some batteries, but I couldn't get it to turn on, so it could turn off at any time because it's getting old. And I'm on, it's not too bad at this very second, but a very busy intersection. But it's been a while since we've had an episode that sounded like total dog shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it's just where I happen to be. But I guess uh, on the plus side, I won't keep you up too late because I can't. Because <laughs> you can't afford it. You can't afford the power. Yeah. <laughs> and just, yeah, just the uh, the calling card is, uh, that's all I got. I'm at the bequeath of the calling so card. this new place that you've got, where is it? Yeah, so actually I just, uh, that's why I'm in this weird part of town. I just met up with the guy to uh, give him a damage deposit and everything. So it looks like it's all set to go. So it's uh, it's five twenty-five a month, which is, you know, it's okay. It's not going to get any better around here. And it's uh, it's Knight Street and 17th, so Commercial Drive is the, uh, it's kind of like the famous kind of counterculture hippie street in Vancouver. So Knight Street is the next street over. And Broadway is 9th Avenue, that's the big street I'm on right now, and I'm at 17th. So basically I'm 10 minutes away, like a 10 minute walk from a cool part of town that I like a lot. Like the Commercial Drive, cool street, and there's a Skytrain there that goes right downtown. My actual neighborhood, even though it's only a little ways away. Even the guy renting it to me is like, yeah, you know, it's not, it's not like a high property value area or whatever. <laughs> like it kind of sucks, but, but it doesn't suck in that like East Hastings way. It's just kind of like bohemian and crappy, which honestly kind of fits me better anyway. Like I feel weird being in these fancy pants Airbnb neighborhoods and stuff. So, um, and I guess this solves the thing of like, I actually felt kind of weird. Like when he, when I got it, I'm like, oh, I guess that's good but I got to sign a year-long lease. And I mean, of course, I was just, I was going to stay in Vancouver anyway, more than likely, but it still felt a little weird. Like, suddenly I'm not free anymore. <laughs> like, yeah. going month to month, I could just leave anytime, go wherever, but... But particularly now that I got this job and everything, like, yeah, of course, I'm not going to go. I'll, I'll stay. So is it like a big room, or is it a... Yeah, it's like a, so it's just like a house, like just a normal house that uh, has like four people that live in it, and one of the rooms is now my room, and that's it very simple but that's all that I need has a bed already in it so really that's that's all that I require because I still plan on you know not buying a bunch of crap I still plan on just having my little tiny book bag full of stuff see how long I can maintain that lifestyle so this is just somewhere to come fall asleep basically <laughs> but yeah it's, it's weird too it's like so I mean the guy did put me through a fair amount of rigmarole I had to fill out stuff and blah 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 but not really, like it's another case of, I think now that I'm, you know, 35, turning 36 tomorrow, that, uh, you know, it's just like, oh good, this guy is reasonable and everything's fine. So, uh, did you get any of these calls about references yet? No. Yeah, and I don't know if you will or not, because basically the guy, he uh, emailed me last night and was like, we're still going to call the references because we have to, it's technical, blah, 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 but, you know, you've got the place, let's meet up tomorrow, rental agreements, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and then today, I guess he called, I know he called Craig. I gave him Craig and you and this guy Vince that I know here in Vancouver. And I know he called Craig and uh, he just said like, oh, your references speak very highly of you. And he might've called my boss too, to make sure I have a job. But uh, I was thinking that like, 
Like, who gives references that are going to talk bad about you? Oh, <laughs> you know? there might be some people. That's what I was thinking, is like, if you're that much of a disaster that you're like, alright, I'll put down all my best friends and they're all going to say nice things. And then if you're just really such a fucking lunatic, crazy person, like, maybe maybe people's friends really do that. They're just like, look, I shouldn't tell you this, but this dude's on meth or, <laughs> or something. Like, I just can't imagine, like, like, I don't know, it just seems so dumb. I'm like, well, of course my references said good things. I gave them to you. <laughs> I didn't well, give you the names. Says, uh, yeah, like, I'm your mother. What am I going to say? Yeah, that's even, I probably shouldn't even have put you down because that's a weird reference, but uh, whatever. But yeah, it's not like, I'm not going to give you the references of the people who think I'm a lunatic. Like, why would I do that? <laughs> you know? oh, there's some people who are so far down the food chain, right, that they, they haven't got anybody. <laughs> yeah. They're really hard-pressed for references, so yeah, they... <laughs> Yeah. They, uh, yeah, they don't have anybody who'd say anything good about them, but they gotta say somebody. Yeah, I guess. I guess that's the thing. So yeah, it wasn't quite as easy as like the Toronto one. I mean, literally, I just met the lady, and she's like, "You seem cool. All right, you can move in." And basically, like when I was talking to this guy today, same type of thing. Like his job is still basically just to talk to somebody for a few minutes and be like, oh, "Okay, this guy seems cool," but there's this little extra step. But, but yeah, no, it's no problem. So I will have a place to live now. So that's cool. This always happens when I move to Vancouver. I just become a citizen all of a sudden. I got a job and a apartment and all this stuff. So how's the job? Any so, better? Uh, yeah, it is better, but basically that day I talked to you was the worst day. The day where I was just learning how to make the drinks, so I did the drinks for four straight hours. Like, that was hands down the worst. Even though these other days have been eight-hour shifts, it's just never like that. Like, it's more... There's like uh, usually three people at the front counter and you know every time there's like a little break in between customers you know you go do something get tea bags prepared some dumb thing and then when people come in when the next wave comes just whoever's nearest the cash register goes to the cash register someone else falls into place at the drink thing whatever so you're never doing one job for the whole day so I might make drinks for you know an hour an hour and a half throughout the day not four hours in a row so I still I still stand by what I said in that last podcast that was a nightmare that job would be a job only a crazy person would want to do. Now it's not as bad. It's just a bunch of lame, boring jobs. Oh, just getting some interference. There we go. Yeah, and uh, and I, but I still had that kind of um, fantasy a little bit of like, oh, I hope someone's a jerk. I hope somebody sucks at this job because I'm just gonna I'm gonna leave. I'm just gonna leave. But literally everyone is cool. Like everyone is fine. The, the big boss man who owns the place is maybe a little aloof and douchey, but he's not there very much. So I guess I can't really complain. However, I'm going to complain because since school just started for everybody uh, and they're training a bunch of new people, so I have to do like, they're like, hey, we just, people are gone, they're going back to school, so Keith, could you please work full time for the next couple of weeks? So I was like, oh, okay. So not only is it like full time, but it's these whacked out ridiculous shifts. So I got to work tomorrow, which is my birthday, till eight at night, and then pretty much go straight home and try to fall straight asleep because I got to be there at 7.30 in the morning the next day. And it's like, dude, that not only is that real crappy, like the hammerhead back-to-back shifts, but, oh, my birthday. <laughs> but whatever. After this, it'll, it'll calm down to less stuff. But then, oh, I guess then the final thing while I'm complaining is I did get my first paycheck today. And I remember, like, when I was a dishwasher, like, that job was miserable. But because of all the tips and the overtime, uh, I got paid crazy amounts of money. I made, like, $900 on that check. And I still quit that job, but that really took away the sting. I was like, holy shit, that's a lot of money. 
Whereas this dumb job, it's like 40 hours, it's $10 an hour, and then tips kind of balance out whatever they take out, and so here's $400. And I'm just like, man, $400 ain't shit. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, that sucks. But whatever, it is what it is. Well, it's the real world. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't love it. <laughs> it's not my favorite. But yeah, it would be like, it'd be great if I could just, if this is all I wanted to do, I guess. Like, ah, oh, what a great little thing. I'll just move my way up in the coffee shop and I'll become a manager. Maybe someday I'll have my own coffee shop. But it's that nagging, you know, having uh, greater aspirations. And, and it really is just wrecking all my productivity on other fronts. And again, it's only for a couple weeks and then it'll calm down. It'll be okay. But yeah, like I can't get shit done when I'm at this stupid fucking coffee shop all day. But yeah, it's really, it's 50-50. It's definitely not a good job, and the pay is terrible, but it's not as bad as I thought it was, and the people there are pretty cool. So, swings and roundabouts. Yeah, and if you're gonna be there, I mean, you might as well meet a few people. Yeah. Yep, so there's that. I get to hear about all the schooling everyone's going and doing, and <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Again, I guess I won't bother ranting about that anymore, but um, Well one story I could tell you one story that if I have time Hopefully this doesn't just cut off, but I don't know when this call is gonna cut off, but I could tell you this cool thing that happened last weekend So, uh, you know the grouse grind grouse mountain. Yeah, that's kind of like I don't know the exact height I don't remember but it's like 3,000 steps carved into the side of this mountain It's real bad. I did it twice before and wore myself out every time But it's been like six seven years. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna go do it again I'm in better shape now than I used to be but I'm not really, like, like my uh, cardio is terrible because I never jog or anything because I have those flat feet and I get shin splints. So I look, like, stronger, but I'm not really. <laughs> so going up this mountain is supposed to take 90 minutes and it took me two and a half hours because <laughs> my legs were fine, but I just was out of breath all the time. So I just kept stopping. But what was cool about it is on the way up, there was this guy who... Uh, he just seemed cooler than the average guy on the mountain and he was not dressed well for this thing and he was sweating like crazy and he had his kind of cool clothes on and he didn't seem to have any water. I didn't bring enough water either but he had none. And I had headphones in and I don't usually just talk to people at random but as I was passing this guy, because like we would keep passing each other, like I would rest, he'd pass me, he'd rest, I'd pass him. So one time on the way by I was just like, geez this shit's brutal right? And he's like, yeah I know. So then one of the other times that he came up near me, he just like stopped and like blabbed for a bit and asked if he could have some of my water because he was dying. But basically this guy, his name was Praveen and he's a guy from India, but he lives in Germany. So he has German accented Indian accent, which is weird. I've never heard that before. And uh, we just ended up being like mountain buddies. Like we went up this mountain together and he's here because his sister lives in Toronto and she uh, just got married. She was supposed to come with him, but she got a new job and she couldn't. So he's just in Vancouver all by himself. And it was just kind of cool. We went up to the top of the mountain and up there there's like bird shows and some lumberjack show and just looked at all the touristy crap. And, and he was leaving the next day. So we just got down the mountain, went downtown, had some beers. I became his Facebook friend and said fairly well. And now if I ever go to Dusseldorf, I know a guy who, <laughs> who lives there. <laughs> it was real weird, but it was really cool. Like, I guess that's what it would be like if I were the one traveling. It's a very similar situation. You just find other traveling people and hang out with them, except he was the traveler this time, and, and it just kind of worked out. But it was real fun. Hmm. So that was cool. That was my little story. So the two of you were breathless without water. <laughs> yeah, just sweating and dying. He was like 29, and uh, and like I said, just like not. He was more dressed to like hang out downtown and 
go drinking, like not to climb a mountain. He didn't realize like how bad it was going to be, just that it was a touristy thing. Oh, one thing too, at the top of the mountain, we saw uh, these three deer and they were just like out, you know, on the top of the mountain. It was really cool. And, and it was weird, like there was people watching the deer, but then three of the people watching were turned backward. And for a moment I was like, why are they turned away from the deer? And then I realized they were all taking selfies with their cameras, you know? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And I was just thinking, it looked so bizarre. And I was like, imagine if you took that and sent that scene into the past and just asked them to guess, like, why are these people turned around backwards? I wonder if anybody could guess that they were taking pictures of themselves with these little squares in their hand. It was a really weird little moment. But yeah, so that's uh, I, I probably would have drug out these various stories a little more but since I don't know how much time's on here that's basically it I got an apartment job's not so bad met a guy from India on a mountain <laughs> things aren't too bad then yeah oh it was interesting too talking to this guy because uh, you know we we're just drinking and talking and I'm a little like hesitant to tell people like oh I want to be a writer because it does sound so pie in the sky but, but I told him I work at a coffee shop and he's like nah come on like but what do you really do so I was like yeah, yeah okay I want to be a writer and so he started telling me how what he really wants to do is to be a DJ and like learn how to remix music and stuff. But, but he's like, you know, talking about the reality of living in India where there's a billion people and he was lucky enough to be born in a pretty well-off family and his dad wanted him to be an engineer and was willing to pay for his school. And, you know, and he was like, yeah, I could have, could have done the same thing. I could have just said, no way, dad, and done my own thing. But, but like the only reason he even got out of India is because of his engineering degree, you know? And he lived in London for a while and now he lives in Germany. And I was like, yeah, man, I can't argue with that. When you got a billion people breathing down your neck, just jump through the hoops, man, do the school. Like, that's a situation where it makes sense. And he still- Does he do engineering work? Yeah, I mean, I don't know the specifics of it, but you know, he had some job in London that he then lost and then he didn't move to Germany, you know, because he loves Germany. It was just because that's where someone would hire him to some engineering firm or whatever. Apparently, uh, German people are very unexpressive. I guess I've heard this before, but but I've heard the, the two ways, like Indian people have really soft handshakes and are really like kind or whatever. And he did too, very soft handshake. And he's like, man, these German people, it's like you can't read them. They never tell you what they're thinking or feeling ever. <laughs> So it's a really weird situation, this guy from India in Germany. It's neat to hear about. Well, those hot countries, eh? They, yeah, they, they, they can have the lip handshake because they're warm all the time. Yeah. Further north, you get the colder it is. Yeah, and I mean, Germany, you know, clearly, clearly they're weird and, yeah, it's like even just their language, it's like Klingon from fucking Star Trek. <laughs> it's just the way they sound and the way they talk. Yeah, so. It sounds very much like English, though. Uh, yeah, I guess. But like you're not actually listening. If you're listening to, you're just listening to the sound of German. A little more clipped. Uh, but a lot of it, uh, if you're not listening to the words, you're just the intonation. It's like, yeah, it, it's a lot of English sound words in it. That could be. I guess I don't really notice with English too much. I'll tell you one uh, racial stereotype that I can confirm absolutely from this coffee shop. So. Uh, and on the evening shifts it's cheesecake just we sell loads of those eight dollar cheesecake slices and it's 90 percent to japanese people that are here visiting or here doing work programs or whatever and they almost never tip there's apparently no tip culture in japan because like i think one person ever tipped and they are so quiet it's like this big loud coffee shop and 
oh man, like even Canadians in general are too quiet for their own good in this situation. It's like, just speak up, speak the fuck up, tell me what you want. And these Japanese people, I'm ready to murder them because it's always this tiny little voice that's like, can I have New York cheesecake? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm practically trying to read their lips and stuff and it's like, for fuck's sake, like I, I want to... I don't know how I could do it without offending people, but like make a sign, maybe like a funny cartoon man or something that just says like, hey, don't be afraid to speak up, like use your outdoor voice right now, because no one can hear you. And I mean, that wouldn't work with, with Asians, they're just not going to be loud, but it would maybe help the North Americans get it through their heads that no one can hear them. Like all day long, I'm just not hearing anyone, and it's just like, will you just talk, there's a, there's a coffee grinder going right now, speak up, like what do you think, your magic, how do you think, <laughs> I wish the place was designed, you know how like amphitheaters, like they set it up so you can hear everywhere. That's what I need, like a coffee shop that's designed so whoever's at the till can just like hear better or something. Sorry, I can't hear you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and... Be annoying, so annoying yourself that people don't shout it out. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm like literally leaning over the counter. I'm like practically putting my ear next to their mouths and they don't get that like it's their problem right now. And it's not just me. It's not like I have like hearing problems or something. Everyone has to deal with this all the time and can never hear anybody. So yeah, anyone who's listening to this, if you're at a coffee shop, man, just say it. Say it loud. Don't uh, yeah, don't be shy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because this place is loud as hell. Like there's music playing, but you only hear little snippets of it when everything is dead quiet. Like it's just a really loud coffee shop. So yeah, or maybe like that would be a good cartoon image, like a, a construction man with like a jackhammer like picture that just says like, hey, talk loud. It's a loud environment. You talk loud also. Because, yeah, I have to ask everybody twice what they want. And it's just, it's getting old fast. <laughs> well, there's that too. Canadians are supposed to be a very... Uh, they are definitely more demure than Americans. You know, like, oh, they don't want to offend. Or... Yeah, and generally... two minutes remaining. Oh, I have two minutes remaining, the little voice just told me. Um, and generally, I, I'm, I'm for that. I think that's much better. But, yeah, just... Not in these cases, not when it's this loud and, and you're ordering this hugely complicated, ostentatious drink that you should not even know what it is, but it's, you know, but it's the cool thing. Oh man, and this cheesecake. So we had a bunch of kind of like cheesecake slices that were just cut to weird sizes and weren't quite big enough to sell. So they were going to throw them out. So at the end of the night, they're like, hey, you want this cheesecake? So I just crammed a to-go container full of cheesecake. It was like $25 worth of cheesecake. And I think I'm over the cheesecake now. <laughs> like, <laughs> I ate half of it and I just was, all of a sudden I was like, what the, f what am I doing with my life? Like, I can't eat this. This is ridiculous. And I just threw it away. And it's, it's okay, but man, little bites is all you need. Oh yeah, that's why a cheesecake is so expensive. And usually you buy just a small piece of it because it's so rich. Yeah. Apparently though, this uh, boast on our shirts of like best cheesecake in Vancouver, they really did have a contest and one of our cheesecakes did win first place. So they're not just making it up. So I guess that's cool. So there's a number of varieties of cheesecake. Oh, uh, so many. Buy? Yeah, the raspberry one white- One minute remaining. One minute remaining. The raspberry white chocolate is what won the award, but there's chocoholic and sin and maple walnut and a blah, 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 blah. What is sin, is it? <laughs> yeah, and it's just like cherries and it's got some chocolate in it. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, I guess we should wrap up before this thing just uh, cuts yeah, us off. Yeah, before it just cuts out. 
So sorry, uh, sorry I didn't get any updates from New Brunswick this time, but I just <laughs> figured well, I glad things are sounds like they're picking up a little. Yeah, yeah, everything. I mean, I really can't complain. It's you know, it's a normal, average life. I have no reason to expect any better than this. <laughs> so, so here it is. When are you taking possession of the new place? Uh, October first. So. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Well, have yourself a happy birthday tomorrow as you reach the big 3-6. Yeah, well, I can guarantee that I won't, but I'll try to make up for it on the weekend or something. <laughs> Maybe somebody will give you a piece of cheesecake for your birthday. Yeah, it'll still be better than last year. Last There's year no I was time just... remaining on your oh. card. Is that it? Oh, oh, there we go. That's the end. <laughs> All right, well, I was going to say now that my mom has been uh, disconnected, but it's still it's going to be better than last year's birthday because last year I was just depressed and it sucked. I was just in a basement in Toronto. So, hey, I'm not there anymore, so that's cool. All right, that's the end of this episode of Calling Home. Thank you for listening. This podcast and other podcasts that I do can be found at keithcourage.com. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.